What's up, competitors? Happy Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving week. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this live Wednesday while you travel, while you go to get family, uh, while you go to prepare the turkey for the next few days of consuming all the calories you can, I appreciate you downloading the show, getting to hang out with me a little bit. My name is Jake Thompson. I'm the founder at Compete Every Day your chief encouragement officer each and every week here on the show. And I'm excited as I get to welcome in Paige Tons. Paige is a mental performance coach that works with female youth athletes. She grew up playing softball all her life, had a Division I career at Northwestern, and realized that during her senior year, everything that she had been lacking from a mental edge side. And it was during the work that she put in working with a performance coach her senior year that she started to realize, man, Wouldn't it have been great to have these mental tools, these skills when I was younger? Thus started her new career as a performance coach for young athletes, helping them with the things that she wished she had at their age. Whether you are a youth athlete yourself, the parent of one, or just a young professional who's striving to compete every day, there's something in it for each of us during this conversation as we discuss how to build our mindset for life the importance of overcoming imposter syndrome and how we do it, and then how to maintain focus on the things that matter instead of the things that tend to distract us. You're going to get a lot with this conversation with Paige, but before we dive into the show, I have a quick thank you. I want to thank each and every one of you for downloading the show, for listening to the Compete Everyday podcast, for being a part of our Facebook community. Honestly, it's been a lot of fun. It's almost eight and a half, nine years now we're going on that I started Compete Every Day Back in 2011, just selling t-shirts out of the trunk of my car behind a CrossFit gym in Dallas. And since then, man, I've had the chance and just the absolute honor to connect with a number of you, whether it's online, whether it's been offline at, at events we've done in the past, at one of my speaking engagements. And I'm just incredibly grateful for each and every one of you. As you've seen over the years, the brand has continued to grow and evolve beyond just the t-shirts I sold back in the day. And I've got some really exciting things coming in 2020 uh, that'll really tie into a lot of the message with Compete Every Day and how we can apply it to our careers and our lives. You'll see the release of my first book in 2020. I will be on the road throughout the year speaking and hosting workshops across the country. And I hope, if I haven't gotten to meet you yet, that the opportunity comes where I get to shake your hand and just say thank you in person for being a part of this community And being a competitor in life that's leading the way and inspiring everyone that's watching you. So thank you. Hope you have an incredible Thanksgiving holiday with your family, with those you love, and those you compete every day for. And I'm excited as we welcome to the show for this week's guest, Paige. Paige, welcome to the show today. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to... (laughs) Oh man, I messed that up. That's on me. Uh, I'm excited to have you on the show. See, I was jumping the gun because I was a little too uh, excited because I discovered your account and a lot of the work you're doing um, through some of the stuff that we do at Raising Competitors um, and a little bit of the content we do around youth sports. And I was fascinated because your work, your profile is all about helping girl athletes be the best with mental training. How in the world did you get into that? (laughs) um I to make a long story kind of short um it was just something that I was experiencing on my on my own by myself 
um, through sports and through mostly softball. I, um, my main my main gig was softball, and I've been playing you know since I was ten, all the way up until college. And it was just the mental side of things was something I really struggled with, and I didn't even realize I was really struggling with it until later in my college career, um, or I didn't like know how to pinpoint what it was. Um, I always knew that I was really hard on myself. I was like that perfectionist. Like I, I, if I didn't, you know, have this certain batting average, I was a failure. Or, you know, if I'm not getting like two hits per game, like what's going on here? Um, so it was just like those kinds of things and those kinds of thoughts, which I'm sure a lot of um, other athletes can relate to in their own sports or in baseball, softball. But it was, I just had a really hard time, like, getting out of the slumps or getting past failure or overcoming like different challenges because I was such an overachiever. Um, and that actually really started to hold me back and um, really struggled through it in college. Um, sometimes I'm like, why did I even play softball? Like being a failure, great idea, Paige. Um, but I guess I just really loved the, the, the challenge, the struggle. Um, but it wasn't until my senior year, uh, a coach started teaching me some different mental training tools and how to work on my mindset and shift my mindset. And that made a really big difference. And it was this, this perspective and this, this mindset shift that helped me you know, I ended up doubling my batting average my senior year. I had a whole lot more fun too, which was nice. Um, and then after school and, uh, you know, fast forward like four and a half years later from graduation, I was like, I gotta teach these girls how to do this earlier. I gotta, I, like, I, and I went through a lot of self-development after and I'm like, man, if only I was teaching, you know, teenagers or 13, 14 year old girls playing softball or sports, this stuff, this mindset training, this mental training, these different tools, it would go like so much further than me, <laughs> like way beyond my dreams and my goals. And I just, I just felt a calling to do that. And so I just started putting together a program based on my experience and some training and here I am. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and it's, it's always unique to hear those stories because the most successful people, it's usually something we've struggled with, something we've had to learn to overcome, usually very difficult through trial and error, through failure. Mm -hmm. And having that perspective as well as that experience, you're able to help others going through that same stage, uh, skip some of those roadblocks and, and yeah. areas that, that we messed up. Let me ask you, is there a specific age that you work with or like kind of a sweet spot for you in terms of the, the age of girls or the level of, of sports that you try to focus in on? Mm -hmm. So I do all different sports. Um, I have you know, some volleyball girls, some softball girls. I have a swimmer. So I have a range. Um, my, I mean, I do have a lot of softball girls because that's where my background lays. But um, the sweet spot for girls, I feel like is that 13-ish, 14, 15 years old where they're transitioning from middle school to high school. There's a lot of changes. Um, the recruiting starts to come in and there's just like a lot of more pressures and, and things that are happening in, especially in a girl's life. Um, 
but I do have girls that are 10 all the way up until, you know, 16, 17 as well. So my 10 year olds are doing amazing. They're learning, they're growing. And I'm like, shoot, like everyone should be doing this at 10. <laughs> so then they're prepared for that middle school and high school transition and then on to college. But, um, but yeah, that I would say the sweet spot is that, that middle school, high school transition, um, that becoming a teenager, I guess, uh, phase. Well, yeah. And, and in today's world, probably even more so than, I mean, I know you played it not terribly long ago, but social media and everything just continues to change dramatically uh, in terms mm-hmm. of access. And it's, I feel like it's so much easier for athletes today to get caught up in the comparison game totally. because you can visually see people online much easier than, you know, when I was in high school, you were reading like the preseason sports magazines and you might mm-hmm. hear of things in the paper of people in your region, but you weren't like watching highlight clips and seeing things on social media. How do you help your athletes, I guess, almost have that tunnel vision to mm-hmm. not get distracted by what everyone else is doing? Yeah. Well, it's going to sound a little bit selfish, but I really, um, encourage the girls and we're working a lot on just like focusing on us. And when we focus on us and we're, we're filling up our cup and we're pouring into ourselves like a friend would or a family member would, um, we're able to create that self-confidence for ourselves instead of looking outward all the time. So I'm, I'm really help trying to help them focus on looking at themselves and focusing on what they can control. And when that happens, they're able to help their teammates. They're able to be a leader on their team. They're able to be a better daughter, a better student. And it just like starts trickling on the outside parts of their, their lives that go beyond themselves. So it sounds selfish at first, but then it turns into this very selfless thing. Well, and, and it's funny, we actually, last week's guest, Tyler Johnson, we just talked about this same thing of how people always assume it's selfish for you to take care of yourself, to focus on yourself, to, to invest time going to the gym or reading and learning. Mm-hmm. And, but in reality, you have to have that in order to be able to perform at your best, which helps you come through for your teammates, your friends, and your family. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that you mentioned is about that, that looking inward, that intrinsic motivation, uh, which research continues to show that the ones and the athletes and people driven by that internal motivation, that why, that something bigger, always end up doing better going farther than those mm-hmm. that are driven by the external. Because at some point that external is going to fade, uh, the attention's going to go away, and we're just kind of stuck. But those people yeah. that have that inner fire that focus on themselves continue to excel. Was that something for you playing that you were more intrinsically motivated? Or is it something that you started developing through the work uh, that you were doing your senior year and then obviously since then? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that I am just, I don't know if it's naturally or what, I am just a, like an extremely driven person. Like if I'm not, you know, on a mission to accomplish a goal, I'm like, what, what is life? Like, <laughs> what is the point kind of thing? And I've always um, written down my goals. I've always had goals. I've always been, um, I've been very particular about like what my days look like and um, very specific about it. I've always been a planner, agenda, calendar, whatever you want to call it kind of girl. Like uh, if I don't have that, like 
we're going to be lost. But um, I, so I think that like, I've always had that drive to want more, to do more. And I don't know if that, that comes from like my background or my family. Um, I'm also, uh, I have two brothers, so it was very like competitive in our family. I'm always competing against my brothers, but um, you know, I think it's that like, it's that want to to be more, to do more, to be better. Um, and actually I'll share um, something that was really pivotal for me um, about almost a year ago or about a year ago, um, I was uh, in a, I was being coached or I was in a mastermind kind of ordeal. And um, one of the girl that led the mastermind, she asked us all this question and it was, what if you were 80 years old like what would your look what would your life look like um when you're 80 like looking back like how would you want that to to look and I was just like wow <laughs> like I and that's actually when I started thinking about what I really wanted to do and what kind of impact I wanted to make um so I mean it really does come back to like what do you want your life to look like and what do you want it to be and it's not up to anybody else and you're the only one that's going to make that happen and it comes from taking that daily action and going towards and moving towards any goals big or small i love that i love that well one of the things that you do really well in a lot of your content and the things you share is is helping really educate in a very simplistic manner that's easy to consume which is always key when you're trying to teach when you're trying to tell stories the easier it is for someone to get it, um, the easier it is for them to apply it. And I think you do a really good job with that, um, especially talking about visualization, self-talk, things like that. One of the things I, I found interesting in what you just shared is that you're just a naturally driven person. Um, and, and you see this in sports a lot where the naturally athletic person that becomes a coach doesn't always do too well as a coach because they struggle with the athlete that has so much talent that doesn't. Uh, put forth the same effort or they don't just mm -hmm. maybe the person that isn't as athletic doesn't just naturally understand well you move your foot here and you do this and this happens yeah you've done a really good job of not only being incredibly driven but helping others move along that path what are some things that you do talking to your athletes and maybe their parents for that that individual that maybe they lack a little bit of that same inner fire or ambition that you have mm -hmm. to improve how do we start to get them on that same page of, of almost just wanting to push themselves a little bit more? Yeah. So that's funny. I actually have a girl in my program who, you know, I was actually nervous the first time we met because, and we had our first like conversation because she was not like me at all. And she, um, she was, she, she told me like, she feels confident. Like she doesn't really have like negative thoughts and I'm like what the heck I'm like look I wish I was more like you when I was your age and she's telling me these things and I'm like man like am I gonna be able to coach her and like show her but she the thing that was kind of missing for her was to like be able to push herself to higher limits or like to push herself to the limit more so for example um something that she like holds back is like diving she's a volleyball player so um uh, back road volleyball player uh, libero like she just for some reason she would just hold herself back from just going for it and like just 
doing it. And so that was something that we've really worked through and I've used visualization and even the self-talk, even though she's very positive, it's still like the self-talk of reminding herself, like she can push the limits and she can go further and like just practicing that over and over, reminding herself that, that that's something she's capable of, even though she totally knew she was capable of it, but it was just like the actual taking action, doing it. So that visualization and just like seeing herself doing it, I felt like helped her kind of break through those barriers. And she's now like, she's like, yeah, I feel great diving. Like I'll die whenever now. And I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> that's great. I love yeah. that. So one of the other things I want to ask you about is just the building the confidence in yourself doing the work you do. And, and I'll, I'll give a little background preface to the question. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of people listening that maybe they've been in their career for five years, 10 years. Maybe they're, they're passionate about doing something else. They have a similar experience. They struggled. They learned to overcome it. But they're, they're dealing with that maybe imposter syndrome of, why am I qualified to do this? Why should I do this? You came out of sports. You realized, hey, I have a passion to help people. I want to do this. Did you early on battle with that imposter syndrome? Like who's going to listen to me? And how did you push through that yourself to build your coaching practice and the business you've built today? Yeah. Um, well, first thing is just trial and error, trial and error, like just start doing and forget about what like people are going to think or say or do, which I know is easier said than done. But I just started sharing. Like, honestly, that's like where I started. I just started sharing because I was passionate about it. And I was also going through working on my mindset. I'm like, continue to do that and work through that. Um, so I was just sharing what I was going through. And then, um, you know, and then I created this program and this mental training. And at first I totally had this, that imposter syndrome. I was like, okay, so no one's going to sign up for this because it's just mental training. <laughs> and now I'm thinking about this now. I'm like all these parents that are like, oh my gosh, where, where have you been? But we're going to, I'm just going to go back to my old mindset. And they, I was like, who's going to actually sign up for this? So I actually paired it up with physical lessons. I was like, okay, we're going to do a hitting lesson. And then I will sprinkle in this mental training at the end and see like what that happened. And then I would have people that were interested and they're like, oh, we don't, we don't need the lessons part. We just want to, we're just wanting to talk about the mental training. And I was just like, so sometimes you just like have to do and you'll, you'll be surprised. But I just think that the, the daily action and is what creates confidence when you're taking action, moving forward, just putting yourself out there, that's what's going to help you build that confidence and eliminate those, that imposter feeling. And like, I just left my nine to five job over, I think over a month ago now. <laughs> I haven't even like, kept tra track of time because it's moving so fast. But I was like, so, so scared. I was actually like terrified. I like, it happened before I was even ready. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to freaking do this. <laughs> okay. And I just continued to take action and taking the steps that I needed to and pushing myself. And a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, well, how do I like actually get those things done? And something that I always tell them is like, write it down, like put it in your calendar, set the date when you're going to do things because then you're holding your, like you have to hold yourself accountable. If it's in your calendar and it doesn't happen, then you're like, Ooh, like 
should have probably done that. So that was like, that's the main thing that's helped me um, push forward and push through that imposter syndrome. And I, it's still, it's still going to come up and it's just something you've got to continue to work through. Yeah. Well, continue to level up. It it is. And it's something that you're always going to face. But what you pointed out is the importance of the reps of getting those reps in and it's unique in that aspect of looking at it from a growth mindset of the idea of, of practice. You're trying things and it's not failure. It's the idea of when you go into, if you're in a batting cage in practice, you might take a few swings at pitches you might not normally swing at during a game because you want to see what your capability is. Mm-hmm. If you miss it, you're not upset. You're like, okay, here's where I need to adjust. Right. We tend to always think it's the game on the line in every decision instead of here's what I'm going to learn. Here's what I'm going to tweak. Here's how I'm going to adjust and continually grow, which is really encouraging to hear from your perspective on that journey. And I think beneficial for both the parents listening uh, and the conversations they'll have with their kids later of the importance of just continuing to grow and develop and considering everything like practice, you're learning, you're developing, you're improving your skill set. And you obviously can learn to silence that imposter syndrome by just getting the reps in, getting the confidence built through Mm -hmm. through action. Paige, for anybody listening to today's show that wants to learn more, maybe they have a daughter that's in a youth sports right now and is interested in connecting. Where can we find out more about you and your work? Yeah, the main, I guess there's kind of two main sources, depends on what kind of person you are. (laughs) Um, I have my website, which is just Paige Tons, P-A-I-G-E. T-O-N as in nickel, Z as in zebra, dot com. Um, and you'll find um, like everything you need there, like my how to contact me, um, a little bit more about my programs, my mental training programs and the mentorship, um, some other things that I do um, as well, like some speaking stuff. Um, and then uh, more about me, if you want to know more about me there. And then the, I mean, my favorite part of how to share is my social media. So you can um, find me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, again, I got like the kids around my, ins- lots of kids on Instagram and a lot of the parents like to consume through Facebook, but it's just Paige Tons. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm the only Paige Tons in the world because when you search it, I'm the only one that comes up. So it makes <laughs> it really easy. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, we will connect to both of those, not only your website, but Facebook and Instagram in the show notes for people to get connected, reach out, say hi to Paige, follow along with her work. She's doing some fantastic stuff. uh, And I think you and your athletes will definitely get a lot of value out of it. Paige, thanks for coming on the show this week. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thanks again, competitors, for tuning in to the Compete Everyday Podcast. As always, get in touch with the show by emailing us at podcast at competeeveryday.com. And don't forget to use your 15% off discount code podcast on any purchase at competeeveryday.com. I can't wait to see you again next week. And until then, keep competing every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. Visit CompeteEverydayPodcast.com to learn how you can get connected with other everyday competitors. Contact the show and find resources to help compete for your best life.